0: This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. This is Tom Creighton, station manager of WCNO Radio. Most of you know that WCNO Radio is a listener-supported ministry. But do you know that much of our programming is made possible by corporate underwriting? Christian businessmen and women who sponsor this ministry monthly with a financial commitment That allows us to continue bringing you the music and message of the lord and savior jesus christ in return we play sponsorship announcements that let the listeners know who our sponsors are what they do what products and services they provide and if our listeners wish how they may contact those sponsors so if you're a christian business person why not join us as a partner in ministry today for free no obligation information on the corporate underwriting program we're available at 772-221-1100. That number again, 772-221-1100.
1: The Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast. Thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. why do you ask, Justin? I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there.
2: Good morning, I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Bondgartner takes us on a journey through God's word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
3: There are two things that determine our future. The first thing is, is the decisions that we make. Somebody say the decisions we make. And the second thing is our response to God's dealings with our life. How do we respond with how God deals with us? I mean, God will never force you to serve him. So I gave my life to the Lord. I thought he was just going to come in and hold my hand and walk me through it. No, he said he wouldn't leave you and forsake you. But you've got to learn how to walk in faith. You've got to learn how to possess the land. You're going to have to learn how to slay some giants. You're going to have to learn how to come on now. You're going to have to learn how to defeat some enemies. Hmm. I mean, one of the things that makes us different than all the other things in the creative order is that God gave man the ability to choose. That's what separates us from the rest of creation. He gave you a will. And by that choice, by your own volition, you get to decide. You get to make choices for your life. I mean, everything else in creation doesn't get that choice. There's nothing else that God has created that has the ability to choose. Hmm? I know some of you have trained your dogs to do some pretty cool stuff. Come on now. And that's really awesome. Awesome. But how many know they act on instinct and they're trainable, but they don't get to choose? How many know you train animals according to their instincts? That's why the Bible says a dog will always return to its vomit. It's an instinct. Animals live by instinct. Why? Because there are certain things that are instinctual in the animal kingdom. They do them by instinct. A dog gets hungry by instinct. It goes and eats. Mm -hmm. You feed a dog a lot, it'll keep coming back to you for food. Instinct. He's not making a choice. That's an instinct. Come on, help me now. Amen. Reasoning and the ability to do things by will is not part of the animal kingdom. Animals weren't created that way. You and I are. They are mammals, but they don't have the ability to choose. They're not that part of the created order of things. I know I mess with some folks when I say things like that. It's okay. Just look at your neighbor and say, you need to be messed with a little bit this morning. How many of you know in the vegetation kingdom? Plants don't make choices. Come on, amen. Peach trees don't get to decide when they're going to bear peaches. i say, well, I think I'll just grow a peach today. Bloop. Come on now. I mean, an oak tree don't have a choice for the leaves to stay green in the fall up in Canada. If you're an oak tree and you're planted in the soil in Canada and winter comes, your leaves are turning orange. Then they're going to die and they're going to fall off. Come on, help me somebody. Why? Because plants live by seasons. Everything in a plant life is seasonal. There's harvest time, there's seed time, there's growing time. Everything in the plant kingdom is by seasons. But men and women have the ability to make choices. How many of you know, we also have instincts and we also have seasons in our life. We have instincts that are part of us and we also have seasons of growth in our own life. Come on somebody. But above all that, above plant life and above animal life, we have the ability to make a choice. Choice. Amen. That's what separates us. Choices. Somebody say choices. choices. Mm-hmm. Somebody say we are made in the image and the likeness of God. What does that mean? Well, God doesn't have a physical body. I mean, no, God is spirit. Uh-huh. He don't have red hair or brown hair. He's not a white guy. He's not a black guy. I think I messed with some of you right there. Yeah. Jesus in the physical lived in the Middle East. Tell me, you know, he looked like a Middle Eastern. Yeah. Easterner. But God doesn't have a physical body. The Bible says that God is spirit. He don't exist in the physical, amen? So how did God make us in his likeness? What is the quality that God made in us that is in his likeness? He gave us the ability to choose. How many know God has the ability to choose? And the way He chooses, He don't force anybody else to choose. He leaves it up to you. That's what makes you in His likeness. I mean, you know, somebody said one time, they said, well, why didn't God just come and wipe sin away and just let us live a beautiful life like Him? Because if He did that, if there was no sin, if there was no devil, if there was no evil, you couldn't never choose to be with God. But God wants you to be like Him. So how many know He had to give you something to choose from? Otherwise, you couldn't be in His likeness. You would just be like an animal or a plant. Mm-hmm. Listen. What's this? While we have the power to make choices, how many know our choices have the power to make us? While we have the power to make choices, our choices have the power to make us. Life, our life, is shaped by the choices that we make. They're shaped by our choices. That's why we got to learn how to choose wisely. Somebody say wisely. Ecclesiastes chapter twelve, verse one says this: Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. You know what Solomon was saying right there? He was saying this. He says, I want you to learn how to make some choices while you're young in your life. Draw some lines in the sand. Get some purposes in your heart where you're young so that when you grow up and you get into an intense battle, you're not going to fall. You're not going to waver. You're not going to get defeated. You're not going to be forced with a decision that you don't know how to act on because you've already made some choices as a young person. Huh? How I many if you wait till you get into the middle of an intense moment to make some choices, you're really going to make some bad decisions? Amen. If you wait to make a decision in the middle of war, you're going to probably make some bad decisions. If you haven't already predetermined some decisions in your heart before you go to war. Somewhere you've got to draw some lines in the sand. That's why people in a marriage, I always say to them, until you remove the word divorce out of your vocabulary, you will always leave open the door in the midst of an argument to walk out. You've got to draw a line in the sand before you say, I do. Now, that will never come up. It's off-limits. It's impossible. It's not even in our dialogue. We don't talk about it. You've got to make some choices up front before you're in the argument, before you're fussing and fighting in your life, and you don't have no other way out, and you're ready to throw your hands up and walk out the door because you can't take it anymore. And when you're screaming and dishes are getting broke and the kids are crying in the corner, you already need to know where you stand, that there are some things in your life that are off-limits. Come on, help me somebody. you got to make some choices up front and say, this is what we're going to do. This is off limits. I ain't never going there. We're not going there. I ain't going to never walk out of the house in the middle of an argument and go down to a bar. I ain't never going to walk out of the house in the middle of an argument and go find a new boyfriend or find a new girlfriend. We ain't doing that. We're going to draw a line in the sand. If it blows up into a big old fight, then we're just going to stop fighting and take a time out. But there are certain things that we will not do because we made a covenant and we drew a line in the I mean, if married people would just do that, it wouldn't be that much divorce going on. But what's happened is, is we've gotten so bought into the system of the culture that we live in that we are weak-minded, immature, and every time we don't get our way, we want to cut and run. There's a lack of commitment in the world today, ladies and gentlemen. We don't understand what it means to have the power of a made-up mind. We give in to every wind of doctrine, every feel-good thing that somebody says to us. And we lay down at every opportunity because we just can't take it. Grow up! Come on, somebody. you got to make some choices up front in your life. Now, I might have some battles and I might have some difficulties in my life, but I'm going to learn how to make some choices in my life and set some boundaries in my life that will determine my life. So when I get in the heat of the battle, I've already got a set of boundaries that I cannot cross. And he says, do this. Solomon said, do this. Do them when you're young. Don't wait 20 years in your marriage to rechange the boundaries. Don't wait 20 years down the road to find out if you're going to have underhanded business dealings at your job. When somebody walks up to you and says, look, I'll give you a couple thousand dollars if you just take that contract and shred it so your boss don't see it because I really need that contract. Oh, it's quiet now. Come on, you need to learn how to make some choices when you're young. Set some boundaries when you're young so that they can determine your life. Amen? Amen. He said, do it now before your days get difficult. Anybody got some difficult days?
2: And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family.
0: I
3: realize there's some young people in here this morning. I know you've got some pretty major problems going on in your life. You have to decide what picture you're going to post on Facebook today. I know it's intense pressure to learn how to edit your Instagram photos so everybody thinks that you're beautiful without blemish. Whether or whether or not you should tweet it. I know there's a lot of intense things going on in young people's lives today. But this is what he says. He says, in the days of your youth, can I just ask some of you in here today, how many of you wish you had made some decisions sooner in your life? Go ahead, hold up your hand. How many of you in here today wish you had made some decisions earlier on in your life? Set some boundaries on in, earlier on in your life? How many of you remember when you were 15 and you didn't know what to wear to school? Huh? Remember those days? 15 years old, it seems like life went by at a snail's pace. Hmm? Everything's moving slow. You just turned 15 two days ago and people say, how old are you? I'm 15 going on 16. Did you just have a birthday? Yeah, but I'm almost 16. <laughs> Couldn't wait. Come on, somebody. Couldn't wait to get 16 so you can get your driver's license. I can drive. I can't. I just got so excited I get to drive. It seemed like time moves so slow when we were young. Then when we got 16, I can't go to am 18. You ain't gonna tell me what to do. My mama tells me what to do all the time. I'm tired of her telling me what to do. When I'm 18, my mama ain't going to tell me what to do. Well, that ain't true if you got the right mama. Mm? Come on now. If you got the wrong mama, that's true. But if you got the right mama, it don't matter if you're 28, 38, 48, or 68. Mama's going to help you. Nah, Come on now. See, I remember when time moved real slow like that through high school and, and then I went in the Navy and it seemed like an eternity, man. We would spend two months out at sea, I mean, eight weeks, man, without seeing land. And it just seemed like the days would just drag on. And your life was just like this all the time. And in a rainstorm, it was like this. Day in and day out. Sun goes up, the sun goes down. Look the same every night. Come on, somebody. And then after I got out of the Navy, it just seemed like life just began to accelerate. Things began to speed up. And then all of a sudden, you turn 30 years old and it's like you're on the interstate of life. I mean, the exits are going by. We're cruising through life. You know, we're saving up buying the nice appliances and. Fixing up the yard and painting the house and, I mean, we're just loving life. And then all of a sudden you pass over 40 and you're still a legend in your own mind and you look back at the pictures of when you were young and you got married and in your mind you still look that way. Come on. Mm. Thomas said, I want you to come to a place in your life where you remember the Creator in the days of your youth. Remember Him in the days of your youth. You know what, folks? I I realize that every week I stand up here and I preach and I stand in front of the church and I do the ministry. But you know what? I really ain't smart enough to do it. I really don't. I'm really not talented enough. I don't really have what it takes. I don't look the part. I don't act the part. That's probably what most of my critics say, that I really ain't got no business preaching to anybody. I hear that a lot. But you know what? (laughs) At some point, I'm going to tell you this. At some point in my life, when I was a young man, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I drew a line in the sand and I said, this is what I will not do. This is the line that I will not cross. My life will not be directed by my weaknesses. I will live my life for the Lord. I have made up my mind. And God, wherever you direct my life, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. And I know if I do it, God, I will have the life that you have for me. At some point, I had to make up my mind. I made up my mind a long time ago, I was going to live the dream. I was going to fulfill my destiny. I was going to do whatever it takes. I wasn't going to back down. I was going to press in. Has there been mistakes? Yeah. Has there been hurt? Yeah. Has there been times where I felt like giving up? Yeah. But you know what kept me was the boundaries that I set as a young man. Every time I've wanted to cut and run. The boundaries of my life say, no, you cannot cross that line. Come on, somebody. Hmm? Don't get me wrong now, come on. When I got saved, I wasn't perfect and I didn't get it right. I still don't get it right all the time. Some of y'all know that. But I made some choices in my life. There are some things that I will not compromise on and there are some things that I will make the right decision on because I have a certain set of criteria that I make decisions by. Come on, help me, amen? Why? Because life is determined by choices. Your destiny is determined by choices. It's how you decide to respond to God. It's how you decide to respond to His voice. Make a wise choice. Come on, make a wise choice this morning. That's the power of a made-up mind. Amen? Choices are important. It's because every decision that you make in your life, every choice you make in your life, hear me, is going to be tested. It's going to be tested. You're going to be challenged with it. I want to tell this story, I've shared it before, but it's a great illustration. A man named Carlos Hathcock. Carlos, in 1965, won the sharpshooter contest for the American Rifle Association. He was recruited by the United States Marine Corps to become a sharpshooter, and six months after joining the Marine Corps, he was assigned to a sniper brigade and became the number one sniper for the entire United States military. He won all kinds of awards in the Marine Corps, He could hit a bullseye at 1.2 miles away, square, right in the middle of a bullseye. History book says that he was the most incredible shot ever to fire a rifle. He had an incredible ability as a marksman. Carlos had 93, hear me, 93 confirmed kills in Vietnam. He said himself, he said, there were probably 300, but because a spotter had to go out and find the body, oftentimes the spotter couldn't get to it because it was so entrenched in enemy territory, they couldn't count the kill. But he knew that he dropped them. He tells a story where he was sent on a mission one day to go find a sniper from the North Vietnamese Army who had killed 10 of their major officers, 10 United States officers, and this sniper had killed two of our best snipers. They took him by a helicopter and they dropped him out. And he had two days to find the enemy sniper. And he knew that he was in a certain region. But because the guy that he was looking for was the best sniper that North Vietnam had, he also was very aware that that sniper was hunting him while he was hunting that sniper. And they were in this, they were in this game of cat and mouse. He said he'd been in the territory four or five hours. And he was aware that this guy was stalking him. And on the second day, he got into an area where he thought the guy was. And he said he saw a glitter of light in the bushes, a reflection. He said he turned his rifle, he moved towards the spot, he aimed, and he shot. And he saw the bushes rustle about 600 yards away. He sent the spotter, and the spotter goes in to find out whether the man had been killed or not. And the spotter found the other sniper dead. And when he put it all together, when Carlos shot the shot, the bullet went through the other sniper's scope right through his eye and out the back of his head. It was only a a split second or Carlos would have been the one with a bullet in his head. As he was taking the shot, he was being aimed at. You say, why are you telling me this, Pastor? Why? Because your adversary has you in his crosshairs. The enemy of your life works through this culture, giving you temptation and opportunities to make poor choices for your life all the time with the intent of taking you out. The intent of ruining your marriage, the intent of ruining your children, the intent of ruining your health, the intent of ruining your family, the intent of ruining your life, your career, your business. Come on, somebody help me, amen? He goes on to tell the story. Shortly after that, he goes on a mission. The last mission he ever did is a sniper in the war. And they said, they told him, they said, there's this general that's leading troops of our enemies. We've got to take him out. This general, he's, he's positioned himself. And he's taken out of a lot of our people. So they dropped him 2,000 yards away from the bunker where the enemy general was staying. And they said, you got four days to complete this mission. It's got to be done in four days. Carlos said, I had to crawl on my hands and knees. For 2,000 yards. He said, I crawled through bushes. I crawled through jungle. He said, three days, I couldn't carry any food with me. Just a small container of water that I would sip on. Crawling through ants. He said, at one point, I crawled over a poisonous viper. I stayed low to the ground. He said, the whole time, as I was moving through this field towards the general, he said, troops would often walk right by me. One time, I got almost stepped right on my head. As I inched my way towards the compound, three times enemies came next to him and walked by. He said, I got to the point where the briefings had told him that a certain this general would come out every day and he would smoke a cigar and he would stretch out. And, and he said, I waited and I waited and the general came out. He said, I took the shot. He said, and I dropped him. I killed the enemy. He said, what took me three and a half days to get there, I had four hours to get out. Later on, he went to become a teacher in the United States military where he taught for years. He was one of the greatest instructors. Students would often ask him about his deadliest missions. They said, Carlos, that was a suicide mission. Nobody else could ever do what you could do. Nobody else could ever take the shot that you took. Nobody else could have managed to survive the way that you survived out there. How did you do it? And this is what he said, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. He said, I made up my mind a long time ago that before I ever took an assignment, before I ever went into the battlefield, that I would not let anything keep me from my destiny, keep me from my purpose. I would not let anything keep me from my mission. And he said, Because I made up my mind, I didn't allow anything to move me. I didn't allow anything to stop me. He said, Pastor, I can't serve God that way. Yes, you can. You can. You just got to make up your mind.
2: Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner.
1: This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Myers' number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Hi, I'm Pastor Tina Cook, and I would like to invite you to our awesome True Life Inner Healing Group every other Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. If you are in need of a touch, a word, or a healing from Jesus Christ, this is the place to be. Every group, we have a God encounter. I love the presence of God, but even more, I love watching Him instantly transform your life. It's a fact that your life will never be the same. For the next group date, check out our website at mytruthchurch.com. And you can also check out my testimony at tinacook.org. So come, join me every other Saturday at 9 a.m., and come expecting.